Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have a great show for you this week. The main event is a legend from the Southern Hemisphere, having published dozens of effects and work all around the world. But these days, he's known as the publisher of Vanish Magazine. Paul Romani is my guest. We discuss how he got his start in magic in a country where there are very few magicians and how he got into the magazine publishing game. Nick Lacapo stops by the show to discuss the feature product of the week from Kyle Purnell. Before all of that, we kick things off with one of our quickfire segments where your favorite magicians discuss with us the magic they never leave the house without. This week, rising star in magic and the second place victor from this year's IBM Gold Cups close-up contest, Dragon joins me for the Everyday Carry. Dragon, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for the Everyday Carry. All right, you're going out to meet a friend for coffee or you're going to go pick up some groceries or you're just leaving the place where you you call your your home and uh, but you're a nerd so you never leave the house without a little bit of magic in your pockets. What is your Everyday Carry? Uh, right off the bat, breakaway wand. That's my, uh, that's my go-to. <laughs> uh, I can't but, tell if you're serious or not. And if you are serious, I love that <laughs> as an everyday carry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it packs small and it plays huge. <laughs> so breakaway wand is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something that can fit in my wallet. I love doing $2 window. Uh, is that by who's that by again? Jay Noblezada, and then a few years ago, I retaught it because uh, Two Dollar Window was like one of the very first Penguin downloads that I got when I was in my early twenties. And now that I'm closing in on forty, uh, the trick's been around for quite some time, and I've done it for a long time. And so I got to reteach it and update the handling, which was fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do remember you saying that because I was like, oh, have you seen this trick before? And you're like, yeah, I taught that in the download. So. <laughs> it's such so, a good trick, yeah. though, because it's one of it those is. like a it's a it's a nice bill transformation, but it also you're combining two objects into one or one object is transforming into two and you're not using a thumb tip. So it's just there's a, a lot to love about two dollar window. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely also a magician fooler for that reason because I've done that so many times and they're looking for a thumb tip um, even though there isn't one. But yeah, uh, two dollar window for sure. Uh, I also love Keymaster by Craig Petty. Always have that on my keys. Do, are you one of the people who has like actually had Keymaster cut into your house key? Uh, sadly, no, I'm not that much of a nerd. I might carry, carry around a breakaway wand, but I don't have my house keys cut Wait a minute. for Keymaster. You're serious about the breakaway wand? <laughs> I mean, it, it, we'll, we'll leave that, uh, uh, up to your imagination. Keymaster is a really fun trick though. And especially because like you can keep it on your keys and you have, I mean, really there's, there's a ton of material that Craig has put out, but also it's like a really nice set for you to sort of jazz on with yourself. Um, do you have your? Uh, I assume that you have a keychain that you that you can take the keys on and off rather quickly. Yeah, I have one. I think it's called a Helix mm-hmm. uh, keychain or something like that. But yeah, you can screw it up, screw it on and off really easy. Take the keys on. and I got that keyring just for Keymaster because I wanted it really easily accessible. Well, you 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 heard it here. What Dragon's preferred one is uh, preferred uh, keychain is for for Keymaster. Maybe man, maybe Penguin needs to come out with like a special Keymaster keychain. Well. Keymaster, $2 window, and the breakaway wand are all incredible 
Everyday Carries. Dragon, thanks so much for joining us here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. Thanks so much to Dragon for joining me on the show. I have an interview coming soon with him and Ferran about the coming up in the competition circuit and a lot more. Stay tuned for that. On to the main event. Paul Romani has spent years working cruise ships, theaters, comedy clubs, and the corporate scene, not only becoming a well-known performer, but also honing and publishing dozens of effects. In recent years, he's turned his attention to publishing. If you haven't read it, Vanishing Magazine is a great read covering the important news of the magic world and often introducing up-and-coming stars in our community. I grabbed a few moments of Paul's time on Zoom, and now you get to join our conversation. Paul Romani, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. We just spent basically the entire week together at Magic Live. I felt like you were at the Penguin booth every other moment. And then uh, and then when you weren't at the Penguin booth, I ran into you and your colleagues in the Mardi Gras bar. And uh, we're both recovering from Magic Live, I think is the best way to put it. That is the best way to put it. I'm sitting here with a big cup of coffee, just <clears throat> three, three or four cups a day, just trying to... And then, and then inhaling smoke just to get that feeling of the Orleans, you know. <laughs> You know, I'm walking it, around behind people that vape just so I can feel what that <laughs> that get that Orleans sense of uh, smokiness back. Mag- my, my lungs are still my lungs will be recovering for for until next year till we go back. Oh yeah, it was like I, you know I love the Orleans and I love Magic Live, but also there's just nothing like it because like uh, you know. It, it's 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 the only time in my entire year that I go places where people are still had to smoke inside, and uh, it's just my my lungs can't catch up. But let's talk about you. Yep. Okay. You've been around in magic for like a while, man. Like Lacapo and I were talking about how you've got like a bunch of books that have some really cool stuff in there. Uh, you you published, I think, one of the first methods for making a signed bill appear inside of a sealed can of beans which i've seen so many people do uh and then you've got a you've you've won you know you're the people's choice at pcamp you've you've been around the block man big cruise ships all kinds of stuff what and now in from <laughs> new an, zealand I'm to an, vancouver I'm an, I'm an old man <laughs> i'm the old man in magic uh i have because you know <clears throat> i'm in vancouver now canada mm-hmm. yep um, originally from New Zealand. Um, and the thing about uh, New Zealand is that when I grew up, there was no internet and we only had books and it would take six months to for a book to get sent down. And, you know, um, so you had to do everything, be a jack of all trades, which is what I did. And that's why uh, everything I marketed and put out, I've performed because I've performed every, I don't believe there's a gig or a venue or a situation I haven't performed under, yeah, good or bad, you know. So that's probably why there's so much stuff. And also because I spent a lot of time, 15 to 20 years on cruise ships. And believe it or not, I've just been asked to go back, so I think I will. Um, <laughs> but uh, so in my downtime, I started writing and, and um, you know, over 60 books, sorry, 60 books now. So that's a, do so. it's an incredible amount of work. I, you know, I feel like every time I talk to a magician from New Zealand or Australia, you know, that part of the world, the fact that it took so long for material to get to you via mail, I mean, everything is difficult to get there, that you, you were sort of forced to become creative at an early stage in your relationship with magic. Would, would that be an accurate statement? You know, there's a saying about Kiwis, which we know we're called Kiwis, or New Zealanders in general, and that we are the MacGyvers of the world. So that reference means MacGyver, who, for those that don't know, was a TV show, and this guy could do anything, make anything from nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a TV show when I was growing up. But um, so the so we 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 were forced to 
to invent, to create, to, you know, you could get a phone call from television to say, Hey, can you do this? Yes, I can do that. And you go, geez, how do I do that? But you'd have to create it. Uh, and corporate events, they'd say, can you make this appeal? Can you do this? Or kids, whatever you go, Oh yes. You'd always say yes. And then you'd have to think about how to do it. And then you would do it. So absolutely. Because we were so far away and it was hard to get things. We had to create. So that's a good point. It's, um, it strikes me as one of those things that could be very limiting early on in your career as a magician, but I imagine that now you value it. You know, it may have been frustrating at first, but now going back, I mean, you know, we're at Magic Live and you're you're all around shooting social media, which we're going to get to in a moment, but like you always had an answer and were able to figure things out as you went. And I imagine that's something that's a, something that you value from Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the best thing I ever did and uh, was, the, and there were situations, for examples in my career where I, I really appreciate it. For example, one year on cruise ships, my luggage was lost uh, 14 times in a year. I think I hold some sort of world record and I write about it in the real <laughs> deal. But I was, you have to work. You won't get paid if you don't work. So I had to create a show from nothing, which I ended up doing, and it became my second B show, if you like, mm -hmm. but it means now that I can travel with a show on my backpack and do a full hour or 45 minute show. But I, but, but because I had that base knowledge, I think any youth, any young person or anyone getting into magic should read or, or these days watch or download. I think Penguin has some amazing downloads, uh, download the videos or just, uh, just, just take it all in as much as you can. You may never mm -hmm. do it, but it's always in the back of your mind. Yeah. So Another example was when I used to do in my, I have a background, my, my background is in music. I have a degree in music. So uh, when I, in my early 20s, I was doing restaurants. I was performing at the Sheraton in, in New Zealand. I was performing at the Sheraton in Dubai. This is before anyone ever went to Dubai. It's mm. I, 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 Singapore. I, so I, but not just doing magic, I would also do piano and magic. Mm. <clears throat> and I challenged myself. I got bored. So I would challenge myself to go in and do a whole set of close-up magic without any props, only what I could find at the table. Wow. So Martin Gardner's work mm -hmm. was amazing. So that was that. So I, and that's when I realized, you know what, all those years of of studying magic, of reading, uh, paid off. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, so yeah. Can you now? I, you know, I always do a little bit of background research on these. Can you elaborate? Mm -hmm. there, you have this wonderful release that I found deep in the archives of Penguin called "Walk Around Ventriloquism." <laughs> Can you elaborate as to what the hell that is? Man, you must have gone right to the very back of the vault <laughs> at Penguin and and gone to the very last layer of anything as you were sweeping the floor. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to order a copy of this book. I can't wait. I don't to even have know it. if it, I don't know if it's still around. I guess it is. Um, so, so I started as a, as a young kid, fascination at eight. Everything happened at the age of eight. And I think it was Billy McComb or Di Vernon. One of them had a great line, which was, I wasted the first eight years of my life by not knowing what I wanted to do. So at eight, <laughs> everything happened. Music, magic, ventriloquism. So so my passion has always been, and, and if I, people can't see it, oh, you can't see it, but I'm surrounded by my ventriloquist puppets here. Yeah. Um, they're all around me. I love puppets. Uh, so I, I was doing ventriloquism way early on as a kid and I would do birthday parties with magic and ventriloquism. And then I got a contract in Auckland at a supermarket 
<laughs> uh, trust me, man, I've done every gig you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, so the contract was, and I did it for several years. It was a great con. Every weekend, I would do walk around ventriloquism <laughs> in a supermarket, entertaining the kids while the parents shopped. Oh. And in the end, yeah, and it was a great contract. And in the end, I ended up teaching the <laughs> the butchers. I, the butchers had to do balloon animals. So the butchers would be back there cutting up meat, chopping up meat. And then if they saw kids, they'd have to run around the front, twist balloon animals, not frankfurters or hot dogs, twist balloon animals and run back. It was a, it oh, was, that's... that went on for, so that's where that came about. I, I was doing walkabout ventriloquism early on. Well, uh, butchers having to take a break from disemboweling covered in in blood covered in blood with the apron on look like they've been murdering someone out the back and then hello little kid would you like a blue animal that (laughs) sounds one knife knife under the arm (laughs) uh, sweeney todd sort of stuff you know oh Oh, man that just that sounds like like a sketch from i think you should leave uh it's (laughs) uh, i sold them i sold them on that idea another way to make money you know hey wouldn't it be great if the butchers oh and and true story true story one of those butchers to this left butchering and is now a full-time magician doing really well in New Zealand. He tours and to the, and every time I see, he sees me, he thanks me for it. Cause I trained him way back. That's Isn't incredible. Is, you know, yeah. is the ventriloquism because you sort of started in that area, is that what led to you, your fascination with Chapl- Charlie Chaplin? Cause I know you do a whole show as Charlie Chaplin. Oh man. No, I was eight years old when I just, everything, as I said, everything happened at eight. I was eight, mm-hmm. eight when I discovered my first Chaplin movie. And there was something really magical about it. It was, it was just, it was real magic. It just mm-hmm. wasn't tricks. But uh, it just really, really, uh, really uh, just caught me. And and I thought, you know, that's who I want to be. I want to be Charlie Chaplin. So, and I have pictures, photographs of me at age eight, uh, dressing up as Chaplin. And it wasn't until I was about eighteen when Mister Electric Marvin Roy, mm-hmm. uh, I think you guys probably still sell his book. Uh, he came through New Zealand on a performing did a magic lecture the best lecture i've ever seen not he didn't teach one trick but what he did he gave a lecture on how to create a themed act Mm. so somebody threw out the idea of a cookie and he said okay we're going to take the cookie and for the next hour and a half he developed a whole act around a cookie and he he analyzed what you know the different stages of magic the different types of effects and uh, so i went home that night and thought you know he said, find a passion that you're passionate about. And I am passionate about cookies, but Mm -hmm. I'm not that passionate. Um, (laughs) Food in general. But he, so Chaplin, I was always in love with Chaplin's movies. I would watch them. And I, and I was a small, I'm a small little, you know, small, about the same height as Chaplin, same sort of physique. And from that moment on, I put, I got costume together and literally overnight, I mean, I spent the next 30 years working on the act and I'm still working on it to this day, to be honest, but literally overnight, my life changed. I developed a silent act and I just have been traveling the world pretty much ever since. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing to watch. I was, I was looking at a video. I, I don't know exactly where you are, but I think it's Michael Close is yes, introducing yeah, yeah. you. And then you're doing watching. I mean, you know, my degree is in comedy writing and performance and we had to study uh, Charlie Chaplin in, in my college years yeah. and watching you as Chaplin is interesting because you're doing a magic act, which is not what Charlie Chaplin was known for, but the mannerisms are all just like spot on the way he sort of moves and hops. And uh, it's, it's fascinating to watch a very accurate 
um, portrayal of Chaplin, yes, performing stuff that Chaplin would not have done. Chaplin, actually, Chaplin did magic. People don't know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Penn and Teller do that thing where uh, they're upside down and then they have a cup, uh, open up a bottle of water and it looks mm-hmm. like it's floating. That came from a Chaplin movie. Chaplin and the Great Dictator uh, got knocked. He was oh, in the right. in the walk, got knocked on the head. The airplane was flying upside down. You didn't know it. He took out his yeah. pocket watch. It fl- it, it it like levitated. Yeah. Chaplin opened up a glass, a canister of water. The water went up, and then they panned away, and you saw that Chaplin was upside down. So. You can see influences of Chaplin in so many people's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Magic Live, for example, mm-hmm. we saw Ruben Villagrand, uh, one of my favorite all-time performers. He was uh, very Chaplin-esque, you know, silent mm-hmm. act, very Chaplin-esque. Uh, as, I, as I move on in my career, I don't really, even though it's a, I, I portray Chaplin, I, mm-hmm. I, I describe it as my act as Chaplin-esque. There's many moments. It's really just Chaplin-esque, but obviously mm-hmm. Chaplin is, is there because I dress like him. Uh, but no huge influence. Uh, Chaplin did magic. Uh, he did the circus, and in the circus, it, mm. uh, everything he he got hold of a magician's act, and and there were doves flying, ducks, everything went wrong, and that, that was mm-hmm. Chaplin. But I the guess the big thing about go sorry. ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say like yeah. I should I should rephrase what I said was you're doing Chaplin, but not doing Chaplin's famous bits. You're performing yeah, you're performing right, original yes. pieces. I think yeah, is, is really where I was. So headed. so my concept was was simply to what would Chaplin do, and if he was doing magic, and mm-hmm. that's really where the act is at. Uh, so he's not a magician, but when the magic happens, he's he's more stunned he's, he's amazed just as the audience he doesn't know how it mm-hmm. happens you know so the magic sort of happens around and that's ha- how it sort of works uh he, he walks into this magic world if you like um but yeah it's uh it's an amazing like i do strolling and walk mm-hmm. about as chaplain where i don't speak a word mm-hmm. so i'm getting people to choose a card but it's all through mime mm-hmm. uh, i do my coins across everything is through mime uh so if you imagine anybody listening to this look at your close-up act and go and say to yourself can I do this without talking? And what it did for me is mm-hmm. it, I realized that the power of not speaking is m- much more powerful. It makes the magic that much stronger too. Yeah. Uh, we could talk for hours on, cause I've, I've spent 30 years yeah. uh, thinking about this and doing it. And, uh, and, and uh, I'm actually um, putting together a lecture on silent visual comedy magic and, and, and its strength, you know. It seems to me that more and more of the performers that I meet and respect and really enjoy their work have, I think that they've discovered the power of silence in a way that many younger performers are afraid of. You know, because we, we're sort of expecting the gasp, the reactions, the, you know, filling the, the void with noise, whether it's from us or the audience. Yes. And learning to not be afraid that sometimes silence is okay and can actually make everything better. And it sounds it like does. it sounds like being it being Charlie Chaplin really helped you hone in on that and discover more about that with yourself. I'll give you one example just to share with everybody. So mm-hmm. now I have a deck of cards. So say for example, you, you're going to show a playing card. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Lightyear from Kyle Purnell. Nick Lacapo joined me via Zoom to discuss this unbelievable number revelation. Nick, our buddy Kyle produces some of the wildest tricks out there and mm. really clever stuff. And this time we're talking about a trick that he brought to multiple conventions and just blew the doors off the place. This is Lightyear by Kyle Purnell. Lightyear. I mean, we got to talk to Kyle about making some tricks that are easier to explain on podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
because you got to see this thing. You got to see it. You can just jump over to Penguin and check it out. You have somebody think of a two-digit number and they write it down on a on a card, and then you bring out these. Uh, what can only be just what does he describe them as? He calls them gaze readers. It's basically gaze readers. That's right. It right. looks like an old computer punch card, but it's like an yeah. acrylic sheet. So it's yeah, like it's like the size jet of black with these different holes in them. Yeah, like yeah. crazy hole patterns in them. And, but they, you yeah. don't see any patterns. It's just like it, well, it's you, you, yeah. Each card is different. It's got all these like chaotic looking holes punched in these black cards. And you say to your spectator, like keep your number in mind, and you keep holding up each card and you're like looking at the spectator through the holes one at a time you, you got a few of these cards what is it eight eight cards yep and you stack them up and then somehow how, how does this even this doesn't make any sense you, when you think about it but, you shine yeah. a light through them and the two digit number appears in the whole pattern with the light shine through it and yeah. the crazy thing is you can do any number between 10 and 100. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's the cards assemble themselves in a way that only allow light to go through that display their number. It's, it's, it's crazy. You just watch the demo. And yeah. You'll understand what we're talking about. I mean, like you, you um, could do 12, 27, 99, 38, yeah. 52, anything. Almost yep. just about any number, it works. And and they don't have to name it out loud. No. They can write it down on a piece of paper, and it, it, it's just, it, it, what a trick. And what a trick. the crazy part is, it's easy. It, you don't do anything, really. No. Like, no. yeah, you got to know the, there's no slights here. You know, it's just yeah. a matter of knowing how to lay the tiles down. Mm -hmm. And if you know the, how to lay them down, you can create any number so uh, it, it, it's a it's a very cool trick the props are incredible we worked really mm -hmm. hard on getting them correct um you, you'd love it yeah. uh, if that seems like up your alley I, i'm not sure how you would ever be disappointed with it you know kyle performed it on pen and teller fool us and they loved it and if that's not mm -hmm. high enough praise to put it in your show i don't know what is we're talking lightyear by kyle Purnell, and you should check it out that was Lightyear by Kyle Purnell, available on penguinmagic.com. As always, the incredible listeners to our show receive 25% off the feature product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is any number. That's any number, all one word, A-N-Y-N-U-M-B-E-R, for 25% off Lightyear by Kyle Purnell when you enter that code at checkout. That code is only good for Lightyear and only good until the next episode of the show airs. Now, back to my conversation with Paul Romani. You know, because we were sort of expecting the gasp, the reactions, the, you know, filling the, the void with noise, whether it's from us or the audience. Yes. And learning to not be afraid that sometimes silence is okay and can actually make everything better. And it sounds it like does. it sounds like being being Charlie Chaplin really helped you hone in on that and discover more about that with yourself. I'll give you one example just to share with everybody. So mm -hmm. now I have a deck of cards. So say for example, you, you're going to show a playing card and you're going to place it in the spectator's hand and it's mm -hmm. going to change to their card. Just as you place it in their hand, don't say now turn the card over because in their mind they're going to go, oh, it's probably changed. Just mm -hmm. stand back and look at them and let them experience. Let them think, oh, I'm going to turn it over. So, so and, and and it changes in the hand. Mm -hmm. the, the 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 expression or the, the the thing that the person feels is going to be so much more enhanced. Yeah. Without the often the magician will say now 
I'll place that in your hand and watch. I snap my fingers, it's going to change. Mm -hmm. If you just place it in their hand, a card in their hand, and stand back, and I will just nod, like mm -hmm. a little nod towards the hand, and they won't know what I'm talking about, but I go, and eventually they'll turn it over. It That moment is so much more magical. Uh, you know, I had a moment... Um... I have a regular restaurant gig here in Columbus that I do where I'm always trying to like mm -hmm. road test new penguin products or work on my own routines. And I always find myself bringing double cross because it's an amazing oh, trick. Yeah. And yeah. I found myself in the last few weeks not actually making a motion where I'm tossing the X where I just look at their hand and I step back like I'm afraid of it and yeah. just be yeah. quiet. And the reaction is two and three times what I was getting already with this very Absolutely. strong effect. Absolutely. Uh, so that's something, that's a really yeah. big thing. The biggest thing I learned was, was the power of silence. Mm -hmm. So for the rest of this podcast, we won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shift topics a little bit because I think what, yep. you, what younger listeners probably know you from is not your impressive career and your uh, uh, incredible library of published material, uh, but they know you from Vanish Magazine. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. what, okay. so yes yes for sure where yeah. how did you start to begin publishing one of the largest magic publications in the world and wh well, where is next, it going next, next to Peng next to penguins magazine i think it might be um <laughs> no uh, so so 12 well, my son is 11 so 11 12 years ago 12 years ago actually um i thought you know what uh i don't want to travel on ships anymore i've got to start uh, I was producing a lot of magic, and, mm -hmm. but I I wanted to find something at home that I could do at home and stay at home. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons. The other really main reason was I'm not I don't want to put anything down, but at the time uh, there really wasn't anything out there that it, everything was. I want to use the word old school. So as far as magazines go, it was yeah, printed or even the same people were appearing on the magazines, and I just got nothing from them so mm. i had been writing and doing the odd magazine back in new zealand uh, and I, it was just something i've always wanted to do so i thought well at the end of the day i'm going to start my own magazine and if only one person reads it and it's me that's mm -hmm. fine uh it got a bit out of control and now <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's where it's, it's it's incredible but so at the end of the day my philosophy still is it's written by me and it's written for me and the article and it's so diverse. Uh, mm -hmm. So people, the magazine has become known for having people that wouldn't normally get in a regular magic magazine. Yeah. The stories are so left field, like just, you wouldn't think about it. We've had non magicians yeah. on the cover. We've had a, a photographer, photographer on the cover. Cause I found her work to be magical mm -hmm. uh, just to really educate magicians. Somebody, somebody the other day, one of the best quotes I've ever had was the other day. Uh, somebody said to me, you know, I love your magazine because it doesn't dumb it down. It doesn't dumb it down. Mm -hmm. In other words, you treat people like they're smart and that those are the articles that are in there. So such a variety of uh, such a diverse, I mean, such a diverse range of articles. Yeah. Well, there. you know, I was thinking about like, um, so like Felicity Fields writes from the perspective yes. of a non-magician and about yep. inclusivity and, and, uh, yep. then you've got usually, it seems like you have two covers now, like you've got the front cover and the back cover. Uh, yeah, because there's so much material and I've, there's so many, so much. Yeah, so so I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Why can't I have two covers? Yeah. Uh, whoever, you know, there's no. I have no rules. I'm not. I'm not. Vanish is not uh, connected to any magic club or any magic organization. It's mm -hmm. it's independent. In fact, Stan Allen, one of the best conversations I had with him, was last year or the year before. He's during COVID. He 
we we spoke and he said you know the reason i really like vanish is because you really are an independent magazine mm -hmm. and uh i said well it's because i'm not associated i'm not associated with the castle i'm not associated with any anyone in you know vegas or mm -hmm. any club so i can be very independent and so people like felicity's article um magical woman you know we mm -hmm. we vanish with connie boyd started i think two years ago a series women and magic mm -hmm. and every issue with it's never happened in the history of magic before every issue is featured uh, a, a magician a woman magician mm -hmm. magical woman uh, and uh and great stories yeah uh, i've seen people's lives change because of it and now and we're going to get into this i think mm -hmm. uh, social media has had a huge impact with vanish and magic but certainly with the magazine i think that's uh, where i wanted to head because yeah you know watching you film social media at magic live this year for vanish it was it seemed like you had a different um goal in mind than much of the other social media that i've seen you know, it's when, when we film social media for Penguin, I mean, we obviously have an agenda. We want to sell yes. magic tricks. Um, yep. But that doesn't seem to be what you're doing with Vanish. With Vanish, it looks like you're almost like you're starting to appeal to the non-magicians in some respects. Well, you know, here, so here's the thing. My son, who's 11, mm -hmm. has his own YouTube channel. Follow Waterboy. Follow Waterboy. That's a plug for him. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he He's an incredible kid. Um, he... He he has his own. So he's got you know. I should have him looking after my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. He he said, Dad, I want to go to VidCon. This is a couple of months ago. I said, What's VidCon? Mm -hmm. I found out it was ne in Anaheim, next to Disneyland. So obviously, I went. I wanted to go. So yeah. we went down to VidCon. Changed my life. VidCon is a social media or YouTube conference, mm -hmm. and there were people like Mr. Beast, Dream, Jelly, all these. It was it it was like I want to I'm going to show you how old I am. It was like Elvis entering the building. <laughs> um, but these these people went nuts. It was like like it was just un, I, I couldn't a stadium filled with people mm -hmm. screaming at these YouTube stars. I met a great guy, really great kid. Sean does magic. That's his handle. Yep, know all about. Uh, him. Yeah, love him. And um, met him, and he. Uh, he has 83, I'm going to say this number again, 83 million followers. That blows my mind. That yeah. means, so what I realized was that means that there are 83 million people that stop, went, oh, I'm going to follow that guy because I like his magic. Mm -hmm. Now, that 83 million people aren't all magicians. Uh, so I thought, you know, there's a bigger picture out here of people that like magic, want to find out more about magic. Uh, and you know, we, we, we are sharing some of the magic secrets and vanish, but it's, it's a lot more than that. So if somebody has an interest in magic, it could be a kid, a grandparent, anybody from, look, we have people from, I, I can give you <laughs> the, de the, the, the things I can tell you about vanish and, and how many, the, the details, the, where people come from, the countries they come mm -hmm. from, it's just incredible. So they're all over the world. So these. So that's what I'm we're, we're going for now. One of our hits, I was telling you this earlier, one of our views right now, we put it up, I think, uh, about five days ago. It's over 200,000, yeah. and it's just going nuts. It's going viral. So thanks to Jordana, who who has guided me through uh, social media and Instagram mm -hmm. in particular, who you met. Yep. Um, I've never met anyone like her. She's amazing. She's vibrant. She um, so switched on. Uh a huge asset for for Vanish magazine, and, and so she, um, because of her, that we've really all of a sudden 
it's taken on this whole new lease of life. So Vanish is about to go down a new direction uh, where where the demographics are changing. Uh, uh, it's it's gonna it's happening right now. We're going to be doing we're doing right now actually a lot more social media content. Mm. Um, I can see a big advantage there for for us in that area. It just it seems to me that one of the things that I have become. You know, I, I kind of only really joined the industry side of the magic thing about five, six years ago, kind of when I came online with Penguin. And the thing that I have noticed is, well, what one thing that I am very passionate about is that you cannot dictate anyone else's relationship with magic. It doesn't matter if they're a full-time pro or a hobbyist or just someone who collects magic. They'll never perform a trick in their entire life, but they collect the secrets and they and they value the art and the hobby. You can't dictate anyone's relationship with magic, uh, provided you everyone is sort of engaging with it in good faith and in a positive way that sort of generally applies by the, the, the social constructs that we sort of had generally agreed upon as a community. But... Um, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok are here to stay. And the pandemic turned these not just into a way to get attention, but a new venue for magic where you are seeing magic that cannot be performed anywhere else, but people are still treating as getting astonishment from, right? Which is fundamentally kind of what we're always after is how do we cause someone to feel that moment of magic, that moment of astonishment, as Paul Harris puts it. And I've seen some of these YouTubers and some of these Instagrammers, and I couldn't, I I know it's not a camera trick. I know that they're doing something real, and it makes me feel awe. And I I can't fault them for that. And I'm really excited to see what Vanish does with this. Oh, I love it. I love it too. And to me, it's a a medium that's here to stay. So Mm -hmm. now we can categorize magic. When we talk about magic, we sell close-up magic, illusions, birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, social media magic to me is just a viable performance venue as uh, close-up magic or, or birthday parties or any other category. So I love, I, I'm a huge fan of social media magic. Uh, I, I tell, I got into a lot of hot water when I wrote an article a couple of years ago saying that uh, YouTube was the biggest magic club in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, the old school didn't agree with that and I got some nasty emails, but it's a fact. And 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 yeah, those old school clubs are gonna die if they don't take on board what's going on right now because this is where people are going for their magic. I, I so had, I had a really you know, interesting conversation with Spidey about the way he teaches magic on YouTube. And, you know, he was talking about how there was a barrier to entry with the way he creates his videos. And I, you know, I kind of had to like look at it and go, well, I may not like that a lot of the secrets are out there for anybody to yes. get on YouTube, but his his reasoning was pretty strong and no different than having a magic book in a library or be, or having it available on Penguin Magic. I mean, the dirty secret in magic is that just about any trick on AGT, you can learn how it works on Penguin Magic for 50 bucks. Maybe not even that. And so I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how you're approaching this and going like, look, there's other people who are engaging with magic in a different way. Let's make Vanish appeal to them too. Because then we might be able to bring them in and build the community even bigger. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. Same with cardistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordana is uh, an amazing card- cardistry artist herself, and she loves it. So mm-hmm. she is getting me on board with that. We're trying to bridge, you know, there's that that, that hate love-hate relationship, I think, with magicians and cardistry artists. Mm-hmm. I love it all. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, so I'm trying to bridge that gap. We're working on something with that. But uh, social media, 
and that's what really vanishes. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not being small. It's the I, I I don't see this. This is magic. I'm a small, but this mm-hmm. is the world, and and vanishes aiming for the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look outside of what we of the norm. Yeah. I'm always looking ahead of the future. Uh, um, just yeah, I'm just open to everything that's out there, and I think uh, as magicians, it's only going to improve our our performance and try and get magic up the ladder as far as what lay people or people in general f- think of it. You know, there's um, comedians, da, 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 mime artists, and yeah. then there's magicians at the bottom. Let's try and elevate the art, which we see with people like Shin Lim and mm-hmm. uh, all those people on, on, on AGT and stuff, you know. Yeah, there's a reason that more magicians have won AGT than than any of the other art art forms. I mean, it's at least I think that that... If I think, not, I think what, you probably... It, you must be right. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, if we're if we're not the most winning, we are way up there because uh, there's been a bunch of magician winners. Well, Paul, I-, I could talk to you all day, but as you know, we've got a bit of a time limit on this thing. Yep. So I guess we're just going to have to have you back on sometime. Thanks so much for joining and, uh, me on the uh, Penguin Magic Podcast. It. Thank you. It was great to see you too. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Paul for being on the show and thanks to you for listening. It's been becoming crunch time around here at Penguin for our early Black Friday deals and they are going to be crazy. We have some really cool new tricks dropping, including one from a legend of magic. I can't wait for you to find out more. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you've been celebrating democracy on. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, you're going to have to print it on a circuit board and then slip it into my little hobby area because I just learned to solder, so you better believe that I'm getting Atomic Chihuahua Robotics off the ground and building my own combat robot. But if building things for the express purpose of destroying them isn't your cup of tea, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform. Perform.